TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. Live from the State Fair, just off of Chamber Street, on the left edge of the Grandstand, Manny Hill, on the other side of the glass, and two hours of Twins Talk coming your way this afternoon, live from the State Fair, and uh, start things off with a win yesterday. Dudley, we were on the air while it was being played, but they complete a sweep of the White Sox, and uh, it's the White Sox, but... This is what we were counting on when we saw this stretch of schedule that included a lot of White Sox, Tigers, and Royals. Yes, sir. That they would do just that type of thing and take two out of three or sweep most of these series. They didn't do it last week, but they come out and they get the sweep this week. Okay, so to give that, uh, what you just said, some context as well, uh, keep in mind, this is the incredible thing. And, and I don't know that we're going to see a year like 2019 again, especially in a division like the AL Central, Rami, anytime soon. The, uh, while the Twins were beating the White Sox on Thursday afternoon, Cleveland beat Detroit as well. Cleveland is now, just get this. Magic number is 26, by the way. Very good, for, okay. Yes, thank you. Get this. The Cleveland <laughs> Indians, the tribe, is now 15-1 and against Detroit this year. So th- this is the weird thing here, because you're like, okay, you sort of do have to beat the Tigers and... White Sox, because Cleveland, if you look at their, their success, and their run from June into July into, I believe, the first part of August was certainly impressive. I'm not even trying to discount that. But if you look at what they did, and they're 16 games, they've won 15. I think so, that's good, right? So, yeah, so this all sort of comes back to if you're the Twins, as Rami just said, you know, you're playing the White Sox, or in the next three days starting tonight, you're playing Detroit. It's like you Need to win those games because that's who Cleveland beat, beat up on. I, I don't know how often we see a division like this with clearly two teams in the Royals and Tigers who are just terrible. And I don't think, I hesitate to call the White Sox terrible. I, I think the White Sox were terrible when the season started. Yeah. And they've gotten better as it's gone on. And I think depending on their starting pitcher that day, they can be terrible or not still. Uh, but it's just so intriguing to me to see games where you're playing Detroit again and you're like, okay, you've got to beat Detroit because your main competitor just beats them constantly. 15-1. and one. That's yeah, nuts. That's, that's pretty ridiculous. But you know what? I don't hold that against no. the Indians in any way. That's I what they're supposed to do against teams like that, and they went out and they did it. Which is why I told you that when, when uh, last weekend the Twins played host to Detroit, go sweep them. Because that's sort of the, the game of tennis, right? The volleying back and forth is Detroit. It's, the, it's Guardy's club. You beat them. Now I beat them. Now you beat them. Now I beat them. So it's just a weird year there. But, uh, yeah, it was a uh, n- nice win. And you know what? If you go to Chicago and sweep, that's still pretty good. Does it, this make up for losing two of three last week? Now you've, ta- now you've taken To me four. it comes a lot close. Yes. You've taken four out of six that's against pretty, yes. the White Sox in this stretch yes. of the easy schedule that you had. Yes. Uh, my only question is this. What do you make, and it's a little bit hard because the Twins gave this guy uh, such a big lead to start yesterday's game off with, but what do we make in totality of the Brio start as far as, as well, first of all, not being final? We, we should give Derek time to apologize to Jose well, Brio. Well, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, you see, I'm not. No, no, no. Oh, I'm, you guys are so kind. You should give him the floor. No, Just generous. I'm not calling for you to apologize, Derek. I'm saying what do we make of this as being a first step? Was this yeah. a really... A positive step? Was this a mildly positive step? Was this, okay, show me way more? What I so, saw. And by the way, yeah. I think what you said yesterday, no matter what the outcome of that game, was still not flawed. I would have had no problem if last Friday against Detroit or yesterday they had said, Jose, we've looked at the numbers, analytics, all that good stuff, and you know what? It made what you said still makes sense. Yeah, I'm sticking with it. I, it looks like I was wrong yesterday, and that's that's good for the Twins that I was wrong. I, what I saw yesterday, Rami, and, and just to set the stage for any listeners who are jumping in midstream here, the argument I was making is that the Twins should have gone spot starter, not because Barrios has been so bad, only in part because of that, but because that allows you to give everybody else 
an extra day of rest. I'm talking Odorizzi gets another day. Kyle Gibson gets another day. Martin Perez gets another day. And probably most importantly, for my calculations, Jose Barrios would have had an extra, what, 36 hours of rest to start tonight in Detroit. I still think it's the right play to give these guys five and six days instead of four and five days. But what I saw from Barrios yesterday was impressive. It was a guy whose raw stuff and ability is able to overcome a weak lineup even when he's not at his best. I, I don't know that we saw the best form to answer your question, Judd. I don't think that's Picose Brios. No, I don't think so either. But I think his stuff is good enough that even on a day where it's like, hey, yeah, you got like 75%, his stuff is good enough to get him through a nice little I know outing. we're in the business of hot takes and having a stance and, and sticking Who? to it. Yeah, But, I mean, when you brought that up of... of not put, not skipping a start, but pushing the whole rotation Everybody back, back a day and, and giving especially Jose Barrios that extra rest. I could have gone either way because I saw where you were coming from and why you would consider doing that. Jose Barrios especially. Probably the whole rotation needs it, but just by the looks of the way guys have pitched lately, Jose Barrios especially could use that extra day of rest. But on the other hand, and Glenn Perkins sort of touched on this yesterday. If you missed that, check out the Score North First Place Twins show, Glenn Perkins on Baseball on the Score North mobile app, that you're still in a pretty tight race and you want to run your best pitcher out there every five days and your second best pitcher out there every five days and your third and your fourth and your fifth pitcher out there every five days because they give you a better chance to win than your sixth pitcher does on a given day even in a spot start you need to get every win that you can get still yeah but at this point i'm not doing this i'm not saying punt on a win so that you can feel better about yourself i'm saying it gives you a better chance to win by doing this Every night. Yesterday, maybe you'd rather have 70% Brios than, let's say, Lewis Thorpe. Lewis Thorpe was scheduled to start for the Rochester Red Wings yesterday. I thought he could have just as easily started for the Twins, and you have Jose tonight. But what I'm saying, Rami, is that that doesn't, you're not trading wins here. You're giving yourself the best chance every game by having Brios back on six days rest. Odorizzi, six days rest. Now you got those guys out there pitching at peak form, and good luck to the Tigers. Are you, are you telling me, Rami, that you don't believe that a week ago, Friday night, that against the Detroit Tigers at Target Field, Devin Smeltzer couldn't have thrown that slop up in, and won? In retrospect? <laughs> no, but, I, but I'm just yes, saying. But, but ahead, of, ahead of that game, if you ask me who I have more confidence in, even knowing what I know about Jose Brios this August and August of years past, right. I still would say Jose Brios really? likely gives these, me a better chance than Devin Smeltzer. But these aren't hot takes. These, these, this is sound oh, advice. This is nuance. This is sound advice to help a team win. Like, we're coming to you with the right plan. And if you listen to it, that's <laughs> great. And if you don't, you're screwing up. But I saw Devin Smeltzer, what now, if you take three, it. three weeks ago, yes. you listen on to a Sunday. And, Levine, and these guys have the plan. And if no, you I mean, take it, that's, think, your, that's your problem. We're thinking like they, I think, do and should be. Yeah. Three weeks ago or so, Smeltzer gets called up, thrown out there against KC, which is, not, which is again, not a, they're a scrappy team, but they're not that competitive. And Smeltzer comes in and throws his slop up and does a really good job. Now, if to your point, Rami, if we're talking about going against the Yankees, then I'm like, I don't, okay, I see your point completely. But if we are talking about a Detroit or a KC, and Derek's plan, which I really like. Chicago in this case. You know, backing guys up. I love this. I think Smeltzer against those teams, you're fine. And Barrios there in that game was scuffling so hard that I really do think the plan of let's just take this one game and give it to this guy. Yeah, whoever. Yeah, I, I love it. I think that. No, and like I and said, I see, your I, point. I see both sides of you're it. You're giving too much I could, credit to. I could have to, gone either way. No, you're giving too much credit to 50% Jose Brios. You're, you're in your mind's eye when you're saying I'd rather start the ace. Never mind that he hasn't pitched like an ace in two months. You've never, you, you're not considering what he is right now. You're considering what he can be and what you hope he can be. But I'm trying that, to get him back to that. Well, yeah, and the other part of it, too, though, by, by trying your method, Derek, is are you setting him up to have more success in the postseason once you get there? Exactly too? right. That's you're trying to get him. There. You're trying to get him right from this funk that he's been in for the last month, but you're also trying to set him up to be as successful as possible in October when you get there. So here's the path that I'm going to explore here as well when, when it comes to Derek's idea. Let's explore the space, guys. All right. Explore the space. The Minnesota Twins, 2019. Front office, Baldelli, 
are all about what? Rest and recovery. Exactly. And, and Nelson Cruz, here's your nap room. Um, <laughs> Max Kepler, you're going to DH because, because we feel that even getting you off your feet, which sounds silly, is going to help you. If these guys drove a tough bargain and were like, everybody makes their start, and I want to see the starters go seven, I'd, I'd say, Rami, you're exactly right. That's how they think. But they really don't. So I'm sort of confused as to if, if you are saying you need your nap, you shouldn't play. Like the next logical step is what Wetmore's talking about, which, which becomes, all right, this one, this one start, if Barrios was 90%, he could be awesome. It'd be great. But he's not. And if we get him a day off his feet where he doesn't pitch, it could have huge impact in a positive way for a, a month, let's say. And, yeah. they, and, your, back and it could, absolutely. But, we, I mean, guys have gotten – guys have gone through what Jose Barrios is going through right now and gotten back on track without sure. extra rest or a, skip, or a skip start in the rotation. It's, it's, it's one way to, to get him back to, to where you need him to be, but it's not necessarily the only way to get him back to where he needs to be. I think it's the best way. I think it's the most efficient way, and, and I think it's saying, the most assured way. I'm not way. saying you're wrong. Like I see, this is one of those times where I'm going to do the non-sports talk hosty thing <laughs> and not discuss. necessarily take a side in this thing. And just <laughs> I see both sides of it. Yeah. I think both sides of it have merit, and honestly, both well, ways could work. And credit to Jose for yesterday's outing. The Twins do win 10-5. It was never in question. A couple runs came at the end, and it was like, yeah, okay. Then The final score doesn't look as dominating as the game actually was. It, it was over early. But credit to Jose for instead of backing off, your stake to an eight-run lead, what was that, second, third inning, and instead of being like, okay, now i got to get my changeup back working, and i got to get my curveball north-south again. He's just, all right, fastball for strikes. Let's get ahead. Let's see what happens. And he just kept getting those bad ground balls. He got some swing and miss. A lot of encouraging signs for Jose on a day that I didn't think he was at his peak. He still got through a nice little start against the White Sox twin sweep. That's five in a row, so I'm not trying to say, like, the sky's falling here, walls are caving in. It's a good spot for the Twins to be in. I think they could put themselves in a better spot. I think 13 out of 16. And you know what? And just to be very clear, because I I think there is this is getting lost in in translation of our conversations. These discussions all revolve around what's going to put you in the best spot possible for playoff success. World Series. There, there seems to be this, and we, we t- talked about this a couple days ago as well, there seems to be this disconnect of people are think that like we're complaining. I'm not complaining. You're playing great. And no, you, that's not how I take and, it. And if you are beat beating uh, Detroit two of three, I'd like to see three, but two of three, the White Sox then, you go on the road to uh, the south side and sweep. Awesome. You're doing a great job. But this also comes back to we know who they, who they can beat soundly, and they do for the most part do that. But I think these conversations also come back to not complaining or bemoaning things. They come back to a very simple thing of what puts you in the best spot possible for eventual playoff success, which, by the way, I don't think anyone should dismiss that this team potentially could have. And I do think that that's something you need to, you need to think about at one point in this season. That was my first and foremost and almost only concern is get this team ready for October. Right. But this race has gotten close enough that now you have to consider, let's make sure we get to October before, before we put ourselves in position to be at full strength in October. Yeah, but Get you, there first. You guys know what's going to happen here, right, on Sunday? The cavalry's coming. <laughs> the cavalry of arms is coming to the Twin Cities. And is They're that when we twins. back them up? That's exactly right. Okay. That's what I was going to say. My pitching plan here was talking about doing this proactively sure. ahead of September. Throw in a guy and stretch everybody out rest-wise so that everyone is at their full peak. At clo- as close as you can be in August and September going into the month of September. But on Sunday, September 1... Rosters expand, and I guarantee you the Twins are calling up everybody and their brother who's a pitcher on the 40-man roster so that Rocco Baldelli and co. can have coverage. That's when they're going to start to play with this. I just would have liked to see them do it a little bit earlier. And you think they will oh, if throw it's, in some extra days of rest or maybe even if, he, if they build up enough of a lead, just skip Burrios or somebody else? I wouldn't skip like anybody right now. I, I wouldn't skip starts because Jose Burrios at 80% is better for me than... I mean, fill in the blank. Then Zach Littell. I, I like Zach Littell. I think he's got a bright future. But like Jose Barrios we're talking about, I would just stretch everybody 
back one. So so we're not skipping starts. But, yeah, if that pitching staff is what? Are they at 12 or 13 arms right now? I, lo- I lose track by, on the daily yeah, basis. Yeah, Paul well, they did the roster move. Send downs. Uh, anyway, let's say it's 13. It's going to be, what, 20? Yeah, you know? Uh, sure. Three days from now. So this is a little bit, for me, this is a little bit of much ado about nothing because they're going to stretch pitchers out. They're going to have coverage. They're going to say, hey, all you guys, get up here, and we might need you for four innings tonight. Be ready. I was defending you, though. I know, I know. But I'm, just, I'm trying to look out for you. I'm saying These the guys Twins are all already, trouble. they took my advice and said, no thanks. They crumpled it up in the garbage, and they started Jose Brios yesterday. And it worked out for him. I think they are going to take this plan to heart in September when they have the arms to do it. I didn't give him trouble. I rode the fence. He did. He rode, rode that fence, fence oh, pretty I, hard. I thought you didn't yesterday. No, yesterday. Actually, no. Did you yes, ride the fence as well I, yesterday? Yeah, I've been riding the fence on this thing the whole time. Talk. I can I'll see both you. ways. I'm, I'm a reasonable, level-headed one. There are, there are, there so so am I, and my plan works. <laughs> I'm very reasonable as well. I tell I'm you what to do, you should do it. I'm reasonable and level-headed, and my way is the only way. They, exactly. <laughs> the, key, the key to life is know your lane. My lane is sports. I'll tell you what to do. It'll work out if you do it right. They gave me a hard time yesterday, Judd, but it wasn't for the takes. It was for the skin tone. They're well, trying to get me a, a copper tone endorsement. I over can't here. help you there, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you're the only guy that goes to, to Florida, goes inside, and puts on sunscreen. Yeah, that's right. Where's my bucket hat in the press box? That's me. I'm not going to run. You from are. It. You are the definition of a fair-skinned chap. That's fair. I'm not going to run from that. We were talking on about how how does he not have a an endorsement yet from like so, a sunscreen company, a bucket hat company, a bucket something. hat would be great. Bucket, I could do the bucket hat. A, bee, a bee, beekeepers suit <laughs> company. Yeah, he wanted to get me like the full. Well, you told gear. me stay out of the sun. After what you t- told me about the bees on Thursday, I- I'm scared now. Yeah, we can't kill the bees, guys. The bees are. Rami's not killing survival. bees. I don't kill bees anymore. I killed a wasp in my apartment this morning. Wasps are Ooh, different. I, I Honey bees that cross pollinate. Yeah, keep those guys. Can't. The wasps hurt too. If the bees if they die, get you. we're next. We got like five years, guys. Just so everybody knows, it'll be five just... good years. <laughs> No, it's It'll not going to be good. It'll be fun because we know be we're going slowly, out. We're going to be slowly running out of food. That's my worst nightmare. That's the Jeez. worst. <laughs> it's hard to Rami. believe when you look around Rami. the Minnesota I've, State Fair. I've, never, I've lost 40 pounds and never looked better, but I'm miserable. You could be chiseled, just look great, and you'd be like, but I'm so miserable. I'm so hungry, though. It's the Score North first place Twins show live from Bomba Soda and live from the Minnesota State Fair. Fear not. We're not going to run out of food anytime soon. Not no, no. No, not, not around here. here at the State Fair. That cookie house by itself will keep us fed for a couple of for weeks. For sure. And we're just off of Chamber Street, right across from uh, one of three Sweet Martha's cookie jar stands, also uh, next to Vecchio's if you're looking for us. Just off Chamber Street on the left edge of the grandstand. The Twins did what they do yesterday, other than Jose Barrios and his performance on the mound. Bombas. Bombas were the story yesterday, and this team inches closer to a record. We're going to talk about that record and how it could win you $50,000 right after this. It's the Score North first place Twins show. Live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. Magic number is 26. We're at the State Fair and back after this on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North Mobile. My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect you. From the top of the Space Needle, I can see my cousin Jerry's house. It's Score North, live from the Minnesota State Fair. There's a ball lifted to left, and the wind's going to push it back. Back to the wall, and gone, a home run. Cave hitting a home run, his sixth of the year, and the team's 259th. of Fox Sports North. This is the Score North first place win show live from Bomasota, the land of 10,000 ranks, magic number 26. Rami Makloff, Derek Wetmore, Judd Zolgad, Manny Hill out here on the other side of the glass, just off Chamber Street on the left edge of the grandstand. Check out the merchandise booth out here at the Score North location. Show us your Score North mobile app and you'll receive a $5 t-shirt, but that's not all you can get with the Score North mobile app because you heard there that was home run number 259 later 
It was C.J. Crone with home run number 260, and now the Twins just eight away from breaking the single-season team home run record. It's going to happen soon. The only question is, who's going to hit number 268? If you can correctly guess the player, you're entered to win $1,000. Even better, if that player hits a grand slam to break the record, you're entered to win $50,000. All you got to do is download the Score North mobile app, register with your name and email, and enter via the Listener Rewards tab in the main menu. Again, guess the right player who hits number 268 you're entered to win a thousand dollars if that player hits a grand slam to break the single season record you are entered to win fifty thousand dollars go get that score north mobile app and enter today is is kepler marwin or miguel back tonight don't know or are we going to be because i'm trying to think now it, it sort of gets tricky because kepler's kepler's got the sore knee again which dates back uh, to the game where he by the way stupidly crashed into the fence. They were up by like 10 runs against the Angels. So Kepler would be a logical choice, but I might take him off now because I'm not sure that they're not going to continue to rest him, right? Well, they're not probably going to break the record tonight. No, but I, I I'm thinking the Tigers, for the, but... But I'm thinking for the weekend. Like, let's say it goes down on Saturday or Sunday. And my question then becomes, would you continue? Marwin's got an abdominal problem, right? Mm-hmm. So I think I take him out completely. I bet he doesn't play at all. Sano has forearm tightness, which, by the way, scares me a little bit. Because, eh. uh, But I'm saying just as far as, as this prediction contest. Sure. Because I think they might continue to rest him for a while. Oh, I see so what like, you're saying. So, my, so process of de- deduction now, Jake Cave becomes a real threat to hit the home run to break the record. Uh, Judd is doing the work for our <laughs> listeners who are trying to decide well, who they should. Well, it's a fun should, game. Right. Oh, exactly yeah. It's a like, great like, game. Like, it's a fun game if, if you do it, but Jake Cave becomes a real, I'm not going to say probability, but he definitely has to be in the mix, right? I think Jay Cave, CJ Crone in the mix. I don't want to influence. Scope? I don't want to Scope influence anybody. Enter the contest and pick That's whoever right. you want. That's but right. <laughs> yes. I think Jay Cave might be where the best money is at because of a how hot he is. Yep. And b how many people who aren't listening to me right now right. are going to pick Jay Cave because when, uh, whoever hits the home run, there will be other people. Who have picked that guy? Now you all go into a smaller pool, and then we'll pick a winner from that. So the smaller the pool on the guy that you pick, the better chance you have of walking away with the money. So J.K. A is very hot and hitting bombas almost as frequently as anybody on this team recently. And B probably won't be that many other people picking him. I think that I think J.K. might be where the smart money is. I feel like we're doing a gambling show now. Yeah, that's saying we're not putting odds on this thing. You just got to get <laughs> it's your name fun. in there. It's fun, though. You just got to get your name in there. I was wondering about that. Somebody tweeted me, a loyal listener of the Score North First Place Twin Show, said if uh, Nick Gordon does get called up in September when the rosters expand, he is your absolute choice because that's the dark horse. No money's going to be sitting there that's on that. Yeah. On that. But You're going to be the only one with a chip on. That's right. <laughs> this then you still need him to come up, and you still need him to hit home runs. Right. So, uh. This goes down. Do we think the record falls on Saturday or Sunday now? I was going to ask you guys when you think this is going to happen because, you know, from a selfish perspective at Score North, it would be great if this stretched into next week. People so, get back from Labor Day. Sorry, Derek. I know, I know. <laughs> you know, and they're like, oh, they're one or two home runs away. Did you see this 50K challenge? i got to get in. Yeah. And it's going to happen, like, when everybody's on a boat with a line in the water and a summer shandy in their cooler. But it might not be Monday now. It might be Sunday. Could I, I, be. I Could saw, be. I saw the projection going into yesterday afternoon's game in Chicago was, was that uh, – it would fall on Monday, but I think it's probably expedited to Sunday now. They need seven, right? Seven to break the record, six to tie? Six ties it because they're at 261 right now. 267 is what the Yankees hit way back in 2018 when they set the record, and you need 268 to surpass. I think it's tied probably by some point in Saturday's game and goes down Sunday. Really? Or or, or it's tied Sunday you see seven and goes runs down. between today and tomorrow? Six against Detroit pitching. Know, who, who start? I mean, yes, I can. To be uh, Matthew Boyd is tomorrow. So, but tonight they and got Matthew it. Boyd gives up home runs yeah, now, though. Yeah, that's true. I'm not being flippant here. I'm being serious. Give I think me, this thing goes down on Sunday. Give me Tuesday. Tuesday. Is this because, wishful thinking? Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Ron. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because you play the Tigers four times and then you go to Boston, and I could see it happening at Fenway. Two a night, Friday. 263, Saturday, 265, 
So, uh, yeah, that's tough. See, I'm, okay. thinking, I'm thinking by Sunday. <laughs> Look, there's at least two home runs in each game against the Tigers, right? you got to count on at least two home runs in each game against the Tigers. I think there's, there's yes, and Boyd, Boyd, since he didn't get dealt, has basically given up a bunch of home runs. I bet they hit three off him. Tonight? Yeah. Or, or if he's starting tonight, yes. I bet they hit three off him. See, more than two home runs. But I think runs, you're right. I think it falls on something. More than two home runs is a tall order for, for any team, even in this era, and no matter who you're playing, isn't it? They hit back-to-back home runs yesterday, and Jake Cave had two, man. <laughs> yes, I mean, what you're saying makes sense, but these, it, this is incredible. It really is. I mean, there's no... I'm gonna say around it. I'm gonna say by Sunday is when they break it. I think I think in game three of this four game set against the Tigers, Sunday afternoon, they break this record against against the Tigers. And Derek is not happy about well, it. Not, like, I won't, no. I won't be like care. I won't be sad or anything like that. That'll be just after the London Derby. I'll be get done watching Tottenham Arsenal. You'll um, be doing what? Uh, what language is he speaking? Yeah, I don't 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 ask. Don't worry about it. Don't ask. But about then, it. you know, you got a four game series that means some <clears throat> Excuse me. You all right? Getting choked up. Means something to one. I'm just thinking about the London Derby. It's going to be huge this weekend. It, it means something to one of these teams. Let's not pretend like this means anything to Guardy's guys. But to the Twins, if you go take three or four or better yet sweep, that means something. A real difference in your win-loss total at the end of the year. And I think this team's going to be all kinds of motivated. Let's not forget, too, two of those days they're going to have huge reinforcements on the pitching side of things. So this could be an interesting series for them. Tonight's pitching matchup, gentlemen, is yes. Kyle Gibson against the ageless Edwin Jackson. That's right. Who is carrying right now, and I'm not going to misspeak here, an 8.70 ERA. So did we say it right? Did we say that home run record falls tonight? I, I said that, right? That's on the record? They're getting seven bombas tonight against Edwin, Edwin Jackson, aren't they? Edwin Jackson has given up ten earned runs in as many innings over his last two starts. Well, he's due then. He's, he's due to have a great One of outing. One starts was against the Twins, I yeah. think, right? He's yes, due to have a week. great outing, guys. Yes, That's was. how that works. For somebody it? to be due to have great outings, they have to have great outings. <laughs> how many teams has Edwin Jackson played for now in Major League Baseball? He's I, had to have played for half the teams all in baseball now. I believe he is. I think, if I'm not mistaken, he might have tied the record for teams played for. He's 35, and it feels like he's my age. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like he's been around for a hundred years. I mean, not to disparage him, because like he stuck around in the big leagues and made a nice little career out of Reddit it. But somebody asked me the other day, they said, "How does this guy keep getting jobs?" So when he's pitching against the Twins, they uh, they were not exactly sure how he has continued to be extended contracts. But uh, I'm trying to look at how many teams there it. are here. S- starting in 2003, <laughs> he has pitched for the Dodgers for three years, the Rays, the Tigers, time number one. The Nationals, Rami's Cubs for two years. We don't need to talk about that. The Oakland A's, let's see, there's two. I think it's 15 teams. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Wow, really? I thought you were exaggerating when you said half the team. Well, no, 14. 14 teams. Two two stints with the Nationals, two stints with the Tigers. Atlanta, the Marlins, the Dodgers, the Orioles, back back to the Nationals. Then he started this year with the Blue Jays and uh, is now in Detroit. He's well, been right. around he so long. In 2010. He's been around so long. I think the Twins were still competitive at one point and inquired about him. <laughs> Seems I like it was surprised. just I mean, yesterday, boys. <laughs> when you played for 15 teams, that means probably over 20 teams have inquired about you. So the, so, the odds are that the uh, the Twins did at least at one time inquire about but him. But here's the thing, being honest, like he's not giving up seven bombas tonight. No, I'm just going to ask him to go seven innings no matter what happens, come hell or high water. But I'm saying at least two and three or four is not unrealistic by any means. Well, well, but but wait, wait, wait one second. If I'm wrong and Kepler and Snow come back, though, that probably expedites the, the home run timetable, right? Uh, but they're not playing at 100%. I don't know that I'd say Miguel Sano. Is... I'm trying to help people here, okay? You're trying to make the contest last until <laughs> That's right. a week from I'm, Wednesday, I'm lean and I'm back trying back. to help people. Derek, you have to remember, it's Edwin Jackson, though, too. <laughs> well, he might. Right? And even when he's healthy, he he's might not get pitching six at 100%. Outs tonight, but... This thing could be broken by tomorrow. It's not unrealistic that it's broken by tomorrow. It would be. It's, it's not would, unrealistic. That would be crazy, but it could happen. Yeah. That would be crazy. I Seven bombas in two games. That's not that crazy. It's that's pretty crazy. We're look, just spoiled by the twins. When you look at what the twins have done, yeah, I've I, I've been spoiled by the twins. Yes, in terms of the home run, but it's why should it slow down anytime soon? Especially when you're facing Edwin Jackson and the Tigers. Derek, Derek he's right. 
I know, I know. They're averaging about like two you're trying to apply a contest. Major league common sense to something that makes no it sense. No, no longer applies. <laughs> right. I think Major Rami's league right. common sense out the window. That's gone. But they are playing with a quote unquote watered down lineup. I mean, that's fair. He's trying, to, he's trying to hold on to this. So <laughs> he's, he's like, please don't hit more home runs until the weekend's done. I just want as many people to have a shot to win $50,000 as possible. I got a question I'm a giver, for you. Judd. I'm a giver. I got a question for you because you're torn here. You're torn between. Well, before everybody leaves for their Labor Day weekend, right. get the Score North mobile app and register for your chance to win $1,000. I got a question for you, though. You're torn between a semi-executive role and... Uh, a, a host on this show role. That's right. So if I told you right now that I could sign you up magically to have the Twins lose three or four games, but the home run record stays until next Thursday. No, I'll take the wins. All right. <laughs> Does that answer I figured I'd put his feet to the fire here. Does that answer your question? I want this team to win 100 games. Okay. And then see what happens in October because from my perspective as a host on the show, wins are good for business, but also this is going to be a fun October ride if – I'm reading the tea leaves correctly here, and we're just going to have not only all of September to have fun shows, we're going to have October to be talking about postseason pitching matchups and stuff like that. What could be more fun? Did they put enough room between themselves and the Yankees with the three home runs yesterday to ensure that they're at least going to break the record first? Not that they'll that, be the ones. Not that they'll finish ahead of the Yankees necessarily when all is said and done, but Twins now sit at 261, the Yankees at 250, and like Derek said, the record is 268. You've got to think that the Twins will cross that finish line before yeah, the Yankees, right? I think that's I pretty likely. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fair to say. Hold I on mean, a second. I New York was closing that. like mad, though. Yeah. In the month of August, they did, did I hear this correctly yesterday? Somebody told me, and I think it was social media Seth, whom I trust on all accounts on all things. Well, that's your mistake. Yeah, that's yeah. well, famous <laughs> last words. Tommy's like, I don't. Famous okay. last words. But uh, he's, a that, ki- he's a kid. Why would you trust you're him? You're only saying that because he brought you deep fried spam yesterday, Rami. Yeah, who would trust a guy who brought you deep fried spam? Fair, fair. And fed it to you blindfolded. But he said something that, that the. That sounds weird. When you, that Cheryl Reeves thought it was very it? weird when she okay. saw it. Cheryl Reeves was like, who are these people? Yeah, I don't trust. <laughs> Him. That was my first impression to Cheryl Reeves was ha- being blindfolded and having. Well, spam. your first impression to Thad Levine was that you were going to boycott the team if they didn't call up That's Williams right. Astadio yeah. to start the show. So and you're up to a hot my start. My introduction to Dave St. Peter was asking him why they didn't put a roof on Target Field. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. Just get on with it. Rami yeah. Makhlouf, the master of first impressions. <laughs> no kidding. I didn't, I didn't put those pieces together till just now, but yeah. <laughs> no I'm, kidding. Well, Ryan Saunders, you called I Ryan called Saunders the, head the head coach of what the Bucks. What am I doing? That was what is ma- going on with you, that, Rami? That was just a simple human mistake. The, the rest is attempts to bully and bluster people. Agreed. Asking the president of the Twins why he didn't put a roof on their stadium. <laughs> uh, I've got an answer to the question. the interview by saying, Rami, the floor is yours. Ask Dave St. Yeah, Peter your burning question. So we bullied you first. Uh, quickly, the Twins are, are in no jeopardy of the Yankees catching them. Because while the Yankees are going to play a series at home in that bandbox this weekend, they are playing Oakland, which is a good baseball team. There you go. Yep. So I think pitching. the Twins are. I, I'd much. I'd much prefer to go to Comerica Park and play the Tigers and hit against them. That's the one saving The Yankees grace. are not going. They might beat the A's, but I don't think they're going to hammer the, the A's. One and overall, grace. overall, they have they have an 11 home run lead, and the Yankees have played three more games than the Twins. I think the yeah. Twins. Yeah, yeah. Are sitting are sitting pretty right now in terms of finishing with the home run record when all is said and done. Not just breaking it before the Yankees, but staying ahead of the Yankees and owning that record when the season is over. Mm -hmm. I think that the one saving grace is that they're going to be playing in the graveyard, but you still get to face Tigers pitching, and it's still with the juicy baseball. They moved the fences in a few years ago. Bomba's away, boys. They moved the fences in. This will be a fun weekend. Guys, I, uh, I got a text while we were doing this last segment here, and we should go to break. There is a Potential exciting guest that will be joining us on the other side oh. of this with some Twins news updates and oh. maybe his thoughts Edward from Jackson? inside <laughs> the Twins' walls of what they think about this Bomba record, potentially falling as early as this weekend. Judd and I are legitimately hanging on that tease the same way you guys out there listening are. I have no idea who it is. We'll find out right after this. I have no idea this. who it is. On the Score North First Place Twins Show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, magic number 26. We're live at the Minnesota State Fair and back after this on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. I like to look at sheep a lot. It's Score North, live from the Minnesota State Fair. 
right. It is Score North Download time. It is 12.42. We are out here at the State Fair for uh, the Score North First Place Twin Show. And uh, I'm not going to waste any time uh, with this Score North Download right now because we have a special guest on the line right now as we return to the Score North First Place Twin Show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. What's the magic number, Rami Macklin? It is 26, Manny Hill, and we are out here live at the State Fair just off Chambers Street on the left edge of the grandstand. Rami Makhlouf along with Derek Wetmore and Judd Zulgad. And Wetmore teased a big guest before the break, and uh, he wasn't kidding because joining us now on the Score North First Place Twins show is Thad Levine. Thad, how are you this afternoon, sir? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. We were just talking before the break about uh, th- this home run record that appears to be going down and going down soon. I know you liked the moves that you were making when you were making them in the offseason, but did you foresee a-, a record-breaking lineup when you put this team together for 2019? It's, uh, certainly not, guys. I mean, I think we thought we were adding really valuable offensive pieces, guys who had a chance to be pretty dynamic contributors in our lineup. But I certainly can't say that we were sitting in – in the offices saying, hey, if we, if we push all these buttons, we may be contending for the, I think we just broke the road, the road record for home runs and, we, you know, we may be heading in the direction of breaking the overall season record for home runs. We certainly didn't anticipate that. The guys are clicking on a lot of cylinders. It's been really exciting to watch. I think that record means something to these guys, uh, but I can tell you, having just been in with the team in Chicago, there's a lot more conversation about what could happen toward the end of the season uh, from a team perspective than necessarily just that accomplishment, which is significant of, of the home runs. Yeah, Thad, thanks for joining us today. This is Derek, and I, I'm curious about the blend here of celebrating these successes that you're talking about, you know, road home run record, possible MLB team home run record, uh, maybe as early as this weekend, and, and a team that's sprinting towards 100 wins. How do you balance that, Thad, knowing that this is a fun and exciting season for fans and for your clubhouse? with also knowing that ultimately what's going to be remembered of this year is what happens in October. How do you guys thread that needle in the front office? I, I think it's an excellent question, and, and it's something we do talk about. I, I think one of the things maybe our sport doesn't do as well as it should is we do tend to minimize the highs and, and bemoan the lows. And so we, when we got off to a pretty good start this year, I think that the normal narrative is, well, it's early yet, or something could happen, somebody could get hurt, or Cleveland's going to make a run. And, and I think all those things are true, but I do think one thing that this team has done a little bit better than most teams that I've worked with is enjoy those moments. You know, the, the first six to eight weeks of the season were pretty special for this franchise. They are special for the fan base. And it was also special in our clubhouse. And I think the guys really took took time to enjoy that and savor the moment. I think they're going to treat these record-breaking instances no differently. Uh, you know, Celebrate those. The game's been around for a long time. To break a record as a team accomplishment is significant. And I think that's something that these guys should really enjoy. They should take away, regardless of how the season plays out, that's something this team will be remembered for. But I think the bigger picture is exactly where they're focused. Uh, you know, we broke that record on the road, and i got to be honest, the clubhouse, I think they recognized it, and they moved on. Uh, they, re- they, they realized that the goal for this season is so much greater than any one individual achievement, whether it's by a player or by the team. Uh, we're trying to do something that the franchise hasn't done in a little while, and that's play home playoff games. And so that's their singular focus. They recognize that they're in a, you know, a heavyweight fight right now with, with a team that's won this division for a number of years in a row, and they don't want to yield that crown. And we want to take it from them. So that's their singular focus right now. The successes along the way, I think they're going to enjoy, but they're certainly not going to belabor. Hey, Thad, how, how uh, big, big of a potential positive step was the Brio start on Thursday? And where do you see him being at right now, obviously, after what, for the most part, was a uh, tough month of August? You know, I, 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 he did have a nice start the other day. That, that was... Uh, he turns turns in a quality start and could have even been a little bit better. Uh, you know, if a few balls bounced our way in that game, I, and that that's saying something because he gives up three runs in six innings uh, on the road. I think that was a very nice start by him. So I, I think we're we're really encouraged with the direction he's he's been in. I, I can't tell you I know exactly the reason why, but uh, in in the last couple seasons he's had a little bit of a dip in his season, and he usually does come in August. Uh, he has started strong and he has finished strong in most of those seasons. So I think we're 
hopeful that 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 trend will maintain and that we may have flipped the calendar from August to September a little bit early for him, one start early, and that we're going to see him uh, with a little bit left in the tank and and sprinting to the finish line. So we're watching each and every one of these guys starts. I think we were really encouraged by his last one, and we're hopeful that 2019 plays out very similarly to 2018 where he finished really strong uh, and was a nice shot in the arm for this franchise. Yeah, Fed, can you set the record straight for us on this show and for our listeners? When we heard the news about Byron Buxton going to be returning to the Twins, but not for the reason we had hoped, uh, I'll admit we kind of lost our marbles a little bit. What what can you tell us from your perspective is going on with Byron Buxton, and maybe what's the next step for him in that shoulder as he aims uh, to hopefully return before the season's out here? You know, I... I I think, guys, when, when you look at guys recovering from injuries, especially ones that are, are, are pretty significant, which his shoulder injury was, uh, the, first, the first feedback we got from the doctors were, you know, expect, expect him not really to return to play until at least the four-week mark, which we still haven't actually gotten to the four-week mark. So I know that Byron was frustrated. I know our fans were frustrated. He had had so much positive steps towards returning, and he really hadn't had any hiccups along the way. I think from a front office perspective, you know, we're in constant conversation with our medical staff, with our coaching staff. We expect that these things don't typically go 100% linear. So if he, you know, went A to P in his rehab and we were in the home stretch, it's not as if we're now back to A or B. We, we, we just took a sidestep here. This is something where we needed to de-emphasize the baseball activities, re-emphasize the strengthening and stabilization of his arm. Once we've achieved that again and he gives us the green light, we're going to start proceeding. I think he's going to get out on the field today, start shagging and doing some defensive drills, some base running drills. And, you know, he's not that far away from helping this team in what capacity yet to be determined. But a lot of that will have to be due to uh, reports we get back from a medical staff as well as reports we get back from Byron. And we're going to be very attentive to both those things. We're not rushing it right now because when we get him back, we want him to be the best version of himself. Thad Levine, our guest here on the Score North First Place Twins show live from the Minnesota State Fair. Is there any reining him in, Thad, when, when he does get back on the field? Because this shoulder issue, I'm not a doctor, but from what I tell understand, idea. it seems like things... Tell him your idea. Well, do you want me to really tell him my tell idea? Tell him your idea, yeah. I, sa- I said tongue-in-cheek, Thad. I don't know if you remember, but a number of years ago, Bobby Cox pulled Andrew Jones off the field mid-inning because he didn't hustle after a fly ball at Wrigley Field. And I, tongue-in-cheek, I just want to emphasize that, said that maybe you pull Byron Buxton off the field mid-inning for going too hard when he dives after a baseball or runs into a wall. But really what I'm getting at is trying to find some way to rein this guy in and not put his body on the line so much because while, yes, you like those extra outs that he gets, I'm sure you'd prefer to have him on the field for close to 162 games a year. Is there any way to do that, or does that sacrifice too much and change him too much as a player? Hey, it's, 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 it's not only a million-dollar question. I think it's like a $50 million question. <laughs> because, you, you know, when you, when you talk about players who play with the ability that he plays with, the, the, you know, something we never know the answer to is if you ask him to alter the way he plays the game, uh, how how will that impact what he does on the field? Uh, is that put him in better chance? You know, the the hope and goal would be that that preserves his his health, but it actually could put him in jeopardy if he now is playing the game a different way. Uh, we know how he plays when he's left unchecked, and I think he has this amazing commitment to his team and to his fan base that any ball that goes up anywhere near him, he's going to record an out. You know, I think the, the unfortunate juxtaposition of that is if his goal is to record as many outs as he possibly can for us, sometimes he has to let the ball get into a gap, yield an extra base or two so that he can stay healthy tomorrow, the next day, and, and you know, for the two weeks that are coming down the pike so he can record more outs there. But I think in the moment, it's really tough for him to back off that. It's something we, we certainly have talked to him about. We are reluctant to ask him to change the way he plays too much because that may expose other concerns. Um, but in the short term, we just want to get him back out there and let him let him be Byron, and uh, we may try to address some of those matters in the off season. Health updates, uh, please, on Marwin, Miguel, and Max. How are those three doing? So Marwin, uh, we we got a little bit of a scare there in Chicago. Came out of the game with a, a you know what what was showing as a, a strain of his his abdomen. The most recent one of those we had was with Astadio, and as we all know, he's been gone for a little bit over two months now. Uh, the MRI revealed no 
no issues, no tears in his abdomen or oblique, which is a real positive sign. So we're now rehabbing him to tolerance and hope to have him back out there in short order. I think to manage expectations, he's probably still a couple days away. Uh, but but the good news is it is just a couple, and, and that's what we're hopeful for at this point. In Max's case, uh, I think one thing that's probably understated is just the, the rigors and wear and tear of playing center field with the frequency that he's had to play it. Uh, it's certainly a little bit more demanding than than right field, and and I you know for a guy who's played almost every day, we we just started seeing a little bit, bit of the lower half breaking down. We saw some issues with his groin. Uh, the good news is he was evaluated by the team doctor in Chicago, and there's no structural issues whatsoever. So I think he's he's literally day-to-day. We were able to give him the off day on Monday. He, he played the back half of the game on Tuesday and then had Wednesday and Thursday off. And so hopefully he's in a, a nice position where he's rejuvenated and, and ready to get back out there and help us again. And then in Snow's case, uh, really the shortest of term issues uh, as, as far as that group of guys, uh, a little bit of a bad boiler coming into yesterday morning, a little aversion to something he, he ate uh, either the night before or that morning. But uh, by all accounts, it seems like everything is okay with him, and he is ready to roll again. Uh, good to hear. And, Thad, I want to ask you from on a personal level, do you get to sit back and enjoy as you watch this team soar to and perhaps past a major league home run record, or are you always – as an executive, have your GM cap on and, and you know, wondering what's next. Do you get to enjoy this moment? No, I, I think I think the tie that binds all of us together is we're all fans. And at the heart of that, I'm a fan. So, you know, I, I recognize the intensity of each game, each out, each pitch, uh, but I'm also celebrating each each home run. And, you know, what, what a great series this last one was where, what did we end up getting, six from Cave and Scope together, you know, it's just there's it's been limitless in terms of the players who stepped up and contributed to this team and certainly contributed to that record. Uh, when we look back and we see the the names on the list and the home runs that they tallied, it's going to be a significant achievement for those guys. So I, th- those things are not lost on me. I don't I don't push those things down. I do try to celebrate the little things along the way. Uh, it's baseball, and if we can't enjoy it, uh, we should certainly not be working in this profession because at the heart of it, we're all diehard fans. Thad, was the fan in you disappointed that you couldn't get a starter at the trade deadline? I know that it was measured as a GM, and I'm sure you guys had talks and made efforts to do just that, but was the fan in you disappointed that you guys couldn't add a starter before July 31st was up? I think the fan and the, and the front office executive in me was a little bit. You know, we, we had specific goals for the deadline. I, I think we felt as if uh, the bullpen was the most immediate area where we could possibly impact the team, uh, both due to our needs and also what the supply was on the market. Uh, but we also kept in the back of our minds that we were aspirational of also adding a starting pitcher, uh, not only for the stretch drive this year, but we've got three guys who are slated to be free agents this offseason, so we're constantly thinking about how we're building for the future. Uh, but that being said, I think we did more than just what was minimally required for this team. I, I think by adding Sam Dyson and Sergio Romo, we got two of the better relievers, two of the more experienced relievers uh, on the market, two guys who have had a real playoff experience and playoff experience closing games. And I think that's significant for this team. I think that's what we needed and then some. Uh, if we were able to address the starting rotation as well and add a, add a person, that all the better for it. But I think we walked into the trade deadline looking at our current starting rotation and saying this was a really st- stable, contributing part of this team. And so our criteria to add to it was that they had to be a significant upgrade. There are very few starters moved to the trade deadline. Certainly a lot has been written about this, but uh, two teams that we thought probably were more on the sell side were, were buying. Uh, that convoluted the market a little bit more than expected. But at the end of the day, dust settles. There weren't a whole lot of starters moved for good reason. Teams are coveting them. And uh, I think we ended up exactly where we needed to be for the rest of the season. Terrific. Uh, Thad, really appreciate you coming on to the Score North First Place Twin Show and sharing your insights with us. Uh, Good luck in Detroit, and we'll talk to you again down the line, maybe after you guys hoist the trophy for the MLB all-time home run record. Thanks for having me on, guys.
Thank you, sir. Thanks a lot, Dad. Man. There's Dad Levine, Senior VP and General Manager of your first place, Minnesota Twins. That Kepler stuff is very interesting. Yeah, in terms of the wear and tear of I the season. So it's not necessarily the knee that, that, that he hurt um, against the it's Angels. Prob- I'm guessing it's a little bit it's of everything. It's a little bit of everything, guy, exactly. Right? But, but the fact Lower body But injury. it's fallout of Buxton being hurt. Yes, it is. Because he said, and it's he's right. Reaction. You're playing, you're, you're going from right field to center field where, where you're expected to cover a ton more ground. That's a really interesting domino effect that I didn't give a ton of thought to. And I just think it's fascinating that anytime you can get a glimpse behind the curtain a little bit of the tandem hats that he's wearing. You know, I don't know if it's like one of those Sherlock Holmes hats where it has a bill in the front and a bill in the back, but the tandem executive plus he's just a big baseball fan that right. yeah, who would have loved he just said he would have loved to have seen the twins add a starter at the trade deadline. And he's rooting for not the team specifically to break the home run record, but what's going through his mind is, you know, Jake Cave, is Jonathan Scope, on and on down the list, C.J. Crone of guys who, you know, they're not going to lead SportsCenter on a given night unless they're the ones that actually break the home run record, but that contributed in a meaningful way to this. I think that's a pretty interesting way to view it. But what, what I like, too, is he, he brought, brought the thing full circle to the fact that going into 2020, they're going to be te- uh, potentially down three starters from th- this rotation as well. So, like, you, you could be a baseball fan and think that 2019 is great, but it's also their job to, to have a coherent plan for the fact right. that they're only right now bringing back two starters for sure. That's exactly That's really interesting. And, and are you sure they pick up the Perez option next year? I don't well, know. But yeah, that's a good point. The, the, the reason I asked the question is because from somebody who doesn't have to do any work on this thing, me, I just sit here and talk about the Twins and write five <laughs> thoughts column once a week. Like, at scorenorth.com and the scorenorth mobile app. <laughs> like, this is fun and this is easy and 2019 is great. But I know for a fact that... You're not exactly getting a full night's sleep every single night as an executive in a baseball front office. There's so much to look forward to and that you're going to have to do this winter, too, to keep the good times rolling. I can't believe Judd made me throw out my ridiculous idea of pulling... But I knew he wouldn't dismiss it. Buxton off the field for hustling too hard. Yeah, but, yeah. But, he didn't, but he didn't say that you were absolutely crazy. <laughs> no, D- the, Derek people Falvey, usually don't say that to you. They get off the no, floor and they go, that guy's nuts. Derek Falvey <laughs> would, would have been bored by that point halfway through. That thing about stuff like that <laughs> and you could tell he's like well we'd like to do something they positioned him yeah, deeper yeah. on purpose yeah and then it cost him in cleveland because he came in and dove for a ball that he wouldn't have had to die for a so they like think all this stuff through they're not going to pull him off the field but do you think those guys don't sit in rooms and say how the heck can we keep this guy on the field you don't think of course they do the score north first Yankee. place twins show yet to come live out here at the minnesota state fair it's rami makloff it's Derek wetmore manny hill judd zolgad we are just off chamber street on the left edge of the grandstand and back right after this on 1500 scorenorth.com and the score north mobile app